Welcome to the Ski Lodge. Hello everyone and welcome to the Ski Lodge. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski. This is the place for special podcasts on Kowski Cast or miscellaneous projects. Today's super special podcast is our 100th episode. Yes, just round of applause, slow clap, whatever it is that you want to do to celebrate with me. How about a clip show? That's how we're celebrating today. We are going to look back at some of the first 100 episodes of Kowski Cast and see where we began, where we are now, and everything in between. This is going to be part journey through some of our fun offerings, so maybe you will hear a podcast that you hadn't had a chance to dive into and want to go back and rewatch Revenge with us or something. Or maybe you will have already watched everything and this is just a fun little opportunity to look back, have some laughs, and see how far we've come. So as many of you know, this podcast started way back in February of 2018 when my sister Laura and I decided that it would be fun to rewatch the show Revenge, an old ABC show, and we wanted to watch that show and talk about it just kind of as a fun little outlet for our creativity and just to bond as sisters. Now, of course, what we didn't foresee at the time would be how busy our lives would soon get and how things would need to shake up. Laura ended up going to grad school shortly after we started the podcast and we kind of had to deviate from there. So our revenge podcast has been kind of in permanent hiatus for a while. We actually have recently started watching the show again and want to start this back up, but this is kind of a fun little look back here at where we began and how... I don't know how lighthearted the show was when I talked to my sister. Not that Kowski Cast isn't still lighthearted, it is, but it's a little more professional now. Back then, we had almost no editing. A lot of the episodes were recorded either with Laura and myself in the same room or with her at her house and me at my house, and she would be lying in bed a lot of times using a kind of crappy microphone. So it was an interesting show of just us talking about the episodes and mostly making jokes about about the outfits and the different characters. So really, it's not too different from anything else that we've covered on Kowski Cast. So maybe you've never heard anything from Revenge, but if you want to just listen to a couple clips here, we're going to go back and take a look at some funny moments. This first clip from our first episode of the Revenge Cast and our first episode of Kowski Cast in general, episode 1.1 pilot, is where Laura and I discuss our humble beginnings under a sheet. Revenge, season one, episode one, pilot. Hi, and welcome to the Kowski cast. I'm Mary. And I'm Laura. And today we're going to talk about the first episode in the first season of Revenge. How are you today, Laura? I'm doing pretty well, uh, considering we're both under a sheet right now. <laughs> they don't need to know that. <laughs> Try to get that really crisp sound quality. But anyway, uh, I'm really excited that we've started this project on Revenge. I know that you recently finished the entire series, but I don't think I ever got past the second season. 
And look how far we've come now. I mean, just nine months ago, I was recording in a closet, so it really hasn't improved that much. But at least I have a whole room, a room with a desk and same microphone. This this microphone's been treating me well for going on three years at this point. So we're we're doing well, Kowski Cast. Now, these next couple clips from our revenge shows come from the first about five episodes where it's just kind of a montage of me and Laura not understanding politics, money, different business terms. There's a lot of stuff in revenge that was a little bit over our head, and this is this is some of it. Yeah, because it sounds like he's the head of an investment firm or a hedge fund? Do you know what the difference is there? Oh gosh. I should know. I studied business. I just did a quick Google search for hedge fund and it says a limited a limited partnership of investors that uses high-risk methods such as investing with borrowed money in hopes of realizing large capital gains, which we'll find we'll find out later. It is you know, pretty risky. It's risky. But you know, with high risk comes high reward. No, I think they lost money. So this is a little over my head. I really don't know the specifics. <laughs> I'd have to really but it's either I mean it's all like real money, but it's kinda of hypothetical to you know, your your money goes up and down. The value goes up and down, up and down. And you and wanna it's all about you wanna you pull out you wanna pull out when it's high and you wanna you wanna get in when it's low and then you and then you're hoping that when you get out it's the value is way higher. Right. So And like a topical reference, just to date this podcast, it's like how Bitcoin right now is going oh, up yeah. and down, yep. up and down. Yep, exactly. And people are either making, you know, tons of money or you pull out at the wrong time and they've lost everything. Exactly. It's really risky. Yeah, maybe he was in a manager, he was in charge of investing the Grayson Global's money. That also brings up a good point, which is, what does Grayson Global do? Yeah. <laughs> Grayson <laughs> Global, so it's a company that has lots of... Right, so it's Global Company. Yeah. All right, I don't know if we're ever really going to nail down that. It's just, it's just a big company. Uh, whatever. So it sounds like Emily was a senior volunteer on Tom Kingsley's first campaign. And this it must be his second or third campaign or something. Yeah. For a senator. Or he is a senator and he's looking for re-election. Yes. Looking to be reinstated. Yeah. That's what re-election means. <laughs> he's going to be I was just using the term reinstated he as a senator. Previously, before Kingsley got into politics, he was... Working as a prosecutor or attorney, or that was his main career, and then from there he led. Uh, that, that led to him being able to go into politics. And it's kind of interesting because I feel like, I mean, I guess politics are like is that a step up on the well, chain? Well, I'm not really sure why you would move from being a successful prosecutor. Oh boy, and we never really learned any more about business from watching that show. Oh well. So this next clip is a really short one that is an inside joke for anybody who listened to the Revenge podcast where Laura continually throughout the season called one of the characters Declan Deacon. Yes, so Jack said, hey, you want to come with me to pick up the ashes to Declan, who I've been riding down Deacon this whole time on my notes. Right, yeah, his name's Declan, not Deacon. I don't know Hopefully why I'm saying... I think you've been saying that. Okay. 
Now, for anyone who has ever met Laura, you will know that she is just a fascinating person. She is both innocent, but also kind of shocking at the same time. I think she likes to get a rise out of people. But in this clip, this is an example of her sort of beating around the bush when it comes to, as she says, an intimate moment. So there's a flashback of she's at the beach house with David. So final confirmation that the two of them were together. They they had just had like an intimate moment. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, PG. Laura, they had an intimate moment together. <laughs> and they were kind of like hugging, hugging they or were cuddling. cuddling. Yeah, cuddling. <laughs> hugging. Hugging while laying down is usually called cuggle, cuddling. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not familiar with all those Okay, anyway. anyway, so so they were culling and and because I need to be fair and even the score, here is another conversation about intimate moments where I reference how one character in the show is taking the other character to the bedroom. Are you really gonna take the oh, job yeah. at the stowaway? And he's like, I don't know, baby, but right now all I'm thinking about is taking you to bed. I don't think he says taking you to bed. What does he say? Taking you upstairs or taking you to your room or something like that. But Yeah, he doesn't say it like that, baby. It's just like... It's basically that, Emily says, are you really serious about taking the bartending job? And he says, right now, all I'm concerned with is taking you to the bedroom. Oh, gosh. Aw, so cute. So they start kissing. Whatever. Not like, baby, I'm trying to hit you up, trying to tap you. Tap that. Tap that. Yeah, no. But, but this is the first time where it's really like, Emily's real going through with this. You know, it's not like an innocent little peck. Yeah. You know, I'm just kind of wondering, like, She's is she deep attracted down to him into at this. all? Oh, gosh. Okay. But is she is she really into him at all? I mean, as far as we know, this be? is still... Okay, Laura. He's not cute. everyone just goes for a pretty face. Baby got back. Well, I think baby got standards, too, and it's <gasps> not him. <laughs> He's a great guy. Okay. Okay. A rough path, but a rough a, a a rough past, but don't we all? Well, I mean, she does. Well, we we know what Daniel South Fork is. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> South Fork. Anyway, um, no, no, wait. I'm saying Daniel, Daniel's, whole, Daniel's whole thing with drinking and with like the girl and all that—that's his like secret thing from the past. Yeah, but it, is it not secret at all? Okay, it's in well, front it's, of it, everyone knows about it. Well, I think he would rather that everyone didn't know about it, probably. At least he has a story that he can be like a no, that's changed man. That, People like those stories. Wouldn't you love rather those. someone just be nice the whole time? Like now, recording a podcast with your sister, you're going to go off on some tangents occasionally, and this is a pretty funny tangent that we went off on during our fifth episode of the podcast called Guilt. Um, no. so I just wear glasses sometimes. Like I got used to my eyes. <laughs> I love contacts, and I have a. What is it called when you relate things to each other? I have a, um... When you relate things to each other? I don't know. Like you say, this is to this as this is to this. Or, or, or no, like... Oh, I don't know what that's called. Anyway, I have something, but it's it's inappropriate, so I'm not gonna say it. Okay, I don't even know where you're going with that. I'll tell you later. Okay. You know, like, like, um, contacts are to glasses as blank is to blank. And it's perfect. It makes a lot of sense. It's what I always say, but I feel like girls would love it, guys would not like it. 
what I would oh, say. Oh, I got you. I connected those dots. It's feminine, I think feminine I, stuff. I, no. okay, we, I think we figured it out. Everyone <laughs> everyone who's on the same page as you has figured it out. Everyone who doesn't know what you're talking about, it's fine. Just, yeah, but what is it called? It. What is that thing called again? I don't know, like a relational statement. I don't know what no, it's called. A, it has the, um, uh, a colon. Or a, you mean a ratio? It's not a ratio. No, 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 not a ratio. There's definitely a, we did these in, in school, in I know, in like they would school. always say that they were going to be on like SATs and then they never were on SATs. Like red is too I know I know what you're talking about fire um extinguisher no fire fire extinguisher no 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 fire um I don't know what you're talking about on the road fire not extinguisher but fire hydrant oh a fire hydrant red is too fire hydrant as yellow is too sun I don't know that's probably that's not that's not wait 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 no no that would not be one (laughs) It would be like red is to stop sign as yellow is to yield sign or something. They would have to like actually relate. And you say, and you usually say yellow is to blank and you have to fill it out. Or like bow is to violin as pick is to guitar or something like that. Yeah, true, true. Anyway, I totally messed okay, that up. Okay, whatever. We're okay. actually going to get, now that we've been talking about nothing for seven minutes. Wow. We're trying to actually get into really the bad. episode here. Okay, so the next few clips are going to be two different times I found during our show that we reference how long it's been since we've last recorded and the fact that we've had a bit of a hiatus. The irony of the situation is, of course, that after these episodes you're going to hear, we took a mm, going on two and a half year break. So the hiatus keep on rolling. And this is just not even alone for the revenge podcast if you are a fan of anything kowski cast you know that sometimes we gotta take breaks sometimes life gets crazy this is like a one woman editing operation so things things just you know some it's it's okay it's okay we we want to give you time to miss us so that we can return talking about episode seven in the first season of revenge how are you doing laura I'm good. We're getting back up and running. Yeah, okay. So, let's address the <laughs> elephant in the room. <laughs> the fact that it's been a little while. A couple weeks. Hi, and welcome to the Kowski cast. I'm Mary. And I'm Laura. And today we're talking about episode 13 in the first season of Revenge. Oh my gosh, it's been a hot minute. Dang, like new phone who dis. And just to round out some of the revenge clips, I'm going to do some rapid fire here, back to back, of our closing after credits bloopers and funny one-liners. If you're a fan of anything Kowski cast, you know that this is something I like to do on most of my podcasts. Whenever there's something maybe I need to cut out, I'll either stick it at the end or just a really funny line I want to hear again. So here are a couple after credits from Revenge. And we would love five star ratings or four star. Actually, no, really, only just five star. If you're if you're gonna give us a four star, just don't just don't rate it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we are hundred percent on nothing. We got high standards. Even though there's so much noise in the background of this episode, <laughs> apologize. Oh lord. Who's the mom? The bushes, and he's just laying there. He looks dead, but you know. Achoo! Uh, excuse me. <laughs> the boat. They're not steering the boat. <laughs> what? Sorry. What do I do? I wish stop or record. 
Okay, and now continuing on through our Kowski cast, chronologically, we come to October 13th, 2018, when I reached out to my, at the time acquaintance, now good friend, Kirsten McKinnis, and asked her to please, please cover the show Riverdale with me. Now, the history of me watching Riverdale was that over the summer in 2018, I had binge-watched the first two seasons of the show, and season three was about to premiere in the fall, and I had posted a quick question in the Rob is a Podcast Facebook group if anyone else was watching the show, and Kirsten, who I knew from Big Brother Podcasting and Big Brother Canada, had said that she was watching it and would be interested in talking about it with me. So, got Kirsten, just stole all her followers in order to promote the podcast, and we began talking about Riverdale. So, this has been a continuation, a nice journey for us. Actually, the next podcast you're going to hear on the Kowski cast feed is our season five of Riverdale premiere. So at the time when we first started recording season three, we never thought that we would be continuing on with this show, that the show would even be continuing because it just got more and more ridiculous. And that has not changed going into 2021. It is really the same old story with Riverdale. So hope you like this look back into the podcast. We're going to start with just our first ever intro to Riverdale for Season 3, Episode 1, Labor Day. Here is how the show started. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of our Riverdale Recap Podcast. We're just popping in here for the premiere of season three and I'm really excited to talk about this show. It struck my fancy when watching it recently so as always I'm Mary and I'm really excited to introduce my co-host for this podcast, not my sister Laura, but this is the first time we're having the great Kirsten McKinnis. Hello, thank you for having me. Uh, You needed someone with a K in their name so I guess that's why I'm here but I think it's a good time for people to jump in and start talking about Riverdale because the show is so confusing and I think they need our guidance. Especially since the first two seasons came out kind of fast and a lot of people started watching them when they were put on Netflix but if you want to watch something live and actually be able to hypothesize with us, then now's the time. I first started watching Riverdale three weeks ago, so I'm really (laughs) new to it. I heard ads about it on Robbis podcast and just sort of was aware of the show, but I didn't have any concept of what it was because I haven't been watching any like mainstream TV for a while besides reality TV. But I watched the first two or three season or episodes on YouTube, got hooked immediately, went out, bought all the DVDs, and then marathoned the rest of the show in a couple days. So I've got to admit, I can't really decide whether or not I <laughs> like it or not yet. I, I'm obsessed with it, don't get me wrong, and I'm really addicted to it, but I don't know if it's a good show. <laughs> when I think we are on the same page with that, I have been watching Riverdale since day one. I've been watching it live this entire time. Uh, Season two, I was away uh, for a few weeks, so I was behind. But then that was the first show I binged when I got back. It was the only thing I could really handle at that moment. So I'm also obsessed. I cannot tell if it's 
I think it's honestly, it's a bad show, but it's an enjoyable show. And it's just, it's so, in, it's the most wild thing I think that's on TV right now where you're just like, wait, but what? Like it can't make up its mind what it is. Okay. That's the thing that I've, it's a show with an identity crisis, I think, because <laughs> it's like, it wants to be a teen drama, wants to be a murder mystery, wants to be a romance, has some horror elements. <laughs> it's kind of noir, but unlike everything else if you have like one tree hill like that's straight up teen drama for the most part and it's really easy to go full teen drama this it's like hey wait if if this was a real teen drama we would get a little bit more of whatever that particular element is and instead they're like wait wait we gotta we gotta go past this real quick because we gotta get back to the murder so (laughs) back to the murder (laughs) back to the supernatural oh gosh yeah I, i don't even we'll get to the fact that it's all of a sudden now also a supernatural and it's got musical elements so kind of kind of everything you want there a lot of the writers have written for pretty little liars uh glee and i think teen wolf there's there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff in there but have you ever are you big into cw shows have you ever watched any of those before so it's like it's a little weird i'm canadian so we don't really have the cw all of the shows that would be cw shows kind of are on different networks. Like, for example, Riverdale just comes onto Canadian Netflix when it comes out. Like, is, every, is Canadian every week. Netflix different than US Netflix? Yeah, it's much worse. We oh. have um, <laughs> a lot more limited options just based on how licensing works here. I loved Gossip Girl. Um, I definitely was Pretty Little Liars CW or was that ABC? That was I ABC. Know. I think it was ABC. Um, so it's like, I feel like I've been watching these teen dramas for a long time, but I have no concept of what actually goes where because the networks are just so different here. Now, of course, we have had many different inside jokes that have come up over our Riverdale podcast, but actually one of the oldest Schoolkowski cast jokes is the fact that we quote-unquote do not condone underage drinking on the podcast. And while I could not find the original reference to it, I found one of the first times it was mentioned, which was actually in the outro of our first episode, season three, episode one, where we make a point to shout out this rule. I don't condone underage drinking. Over the years, we have tried to use our following from Rob is a podcast to get more people to listen to Riverdale. But one of the people that we were most interested in getting to listen to this show was, of course, Rob himself. And unfortunately for us, at the time that we had talked to Rob about the show, he listened to our episode five from season three, which is our infamous non-intro, the only episode of Kowski Cast where we forgot to really do a formal intro. We were just so blown away with how absurd the episode was that we were kind of out of our minds. And even though I have a script, we could not follow it and we're just kind of flying off the cuff. So unfortunately, that is the episode that Rob listened to. And here again for your listening pleasure, the infamous non-intro to Season 3, Episode 5, The Great Escape. Hello, and welcome to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today we'll be talking about the fifth episode of Riverdale Season 3. Oh my gosh, six weeks. 
it's it's been a while. This episode, The Great Escape, <laughs> was eh, I I'm trying to decide if it was my least favorite episode so far, but then I remembered there was that whole episode that was just Veronica visiting Archie in prison like 18 times. So I don't know. It's it's definitely it was a little bit of a step back from last week with just in terms of how fun this one was. Well, see, okay, here's the thing. Was this a good episode? No. But it might have been my favorite episode just because there were just so many absurd moments and it was so wild. And I was like, yeah, I can get behind this. And also Creepy Warden is gone. So what's not to like? Right. Good conclusion. <laughs> To a otherwise sort of messy episode, I I think this episode sort of gave me clarity on where they're going with this whole prison plot, because my whole thought for most of this was, you can't just escape from prison and then expect, expect everything to be fine. He's still convicted. I can't go, it's not like, oh, I'm out of prison, <laughs> therefore I'm just going to go back to school. Ah, yes. We were just so excited that we forgot to say our names or who we were or what we were doing or anything. We've gotten a little bit better about that, but going into season five, you can bet I still have a script at the beginning of the episode. Probably our second most famous Riverdale intro was the creepy intro we did at the beginning of season three, episode seven, the famous My King, My Savior, Gargoyle King intro, which was another thing that we talked about a lot when we did this same episode on Robin and Kiva Need a Podcast. My King, My Savior, guide me through the night. Bless me with your darkness. Gift me with your flight. Hello, and welcome to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Over the course of podcasting about Riverdale, there have been certain things that have just really stuck in our crawl, and we have kept a list of these things on a sticky note, and some of the biggest ones are the fact that F.P. Jones, along with several of the other River Daddies, really need a job. And so this next clip is all about how F.P. needs a job, and also another one of our favorite things to talk about, the fact that Jughead and Archie walked for days from Canada. So we're going to play that clip next. Did we ever get like a resolution to FP's drinking? Okay, we can stop here and just mention this. We never got a resolution to anything FP related. Anything. Like I wasn't even super convinced that when he got released from prison that he was like released, released. It seemed more like he was on parole or whatever. And then and then, like the whole Alice stuff. And most importantly, most importantly... Does he have a job? I'm not letting this go. This is the hill I'm going to die on. I, You know what? I don't even care. I was wasting too much time worrying about all the Riverdale dads. No, I'm just worried about FP right now. Because, here's why. Because the show wrote in a job he could have. And then they took it away. The whole climax to the final episode of season two was that he got kicked out of Pops because Hiram was in charge. And then... And then Veronica buys Pops and is like, oh, I'll get your dad a job back. And then just nothing. Nothing. Like, Skeet's there. He's around. Um, I'm going to tell you something that you told me a few weeks ago, okay? <laughs> you gotta get over it. <laughs> you just gotta. <sighs> I don't think I should have to, though. I don't All know. Right. Maybe he's like a day trader now or something. 
No, he's doing nothing. He's doing absolutely nothing. This show has become too overrun with teenagers. I mean, let's face it. The reason why he doesn't have that job is because Reggie and Veronica have a thing going on. And they just want them to be together. And they would think it would be weird to have illegal casino nights with underage kids if there's, like, an adult figure present. Because it's totally normal otherwise. Right. I mean, it's the CW, so... Anyways, okay, so Jughead and his camera, we don't know where he's developing these pictures. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they've walked very far when they come across this idyllic farm. No, but he says we've, it's his two young men have been walking for days. Days? Days? Okay. That was just dramatic effect. (laughs) Let's just pretend that they have been walking for days, though. I mean, they've what? Max days sounds like two to three days. So, like, max they've gone 60, 80 miles. You know, I mean, you can't walk that far in a day. Yeah, I mean, no. You could run that far, but. Um, Jughead can't run anywhere because he has the most impractical bag of all bags. <laughs> like, last week you said it was a rucksack, and I was like, yeah, sure, Jughead had a rucksack. And this point about Jughead and Archie walking all across the country just was so annoying to us, and it was made even more so by the fact that it was then mentioned again twice in the next few episodes so here is first a clip from season three episode eight where we talk about them walking to toledo in our new segment that we're calling totally canon and geography corner and then this is going to be followed up by another segment from season three episode 10 where we mention again that archie walked from canada and also discuss again where in the world is riverdale is it in new york is it in chicago hmm no riverdale's enjoyable it's enjoyable and i can only assume that you like us watched the episode on wednesday or thursday and then have not thought about it at all until today uh which is the case for me at least so we'll see anyway archie is now recording on a monday when we normally record on thursday or friday (laughs) so archie and jughead Here is how I'm going to break down to you, because I know we discussed this, based on our canon, that Riverdale is set Mm -hmm. somewhere near Chicago. And based on what we know to be true, which is that Jughead's mother lives in Toledo. Okay? Okay, here's my question. Where is Toledo? Toledo's in Ohio. Okay. Okay, so That doesn't help me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ohio... And it's fine, I'll Google it. Illinois are not terribly far apart, okay? So, okay. based on that, I looked up on Google Maps. It would take three days to walk from near Chicago to Toledo. Reasonable. Except for mm-hmm. one fact. We know for a fact that they took a detour to the Kent Farm, which is in Kansas, as we all know. Which <laughs> is a pretty big detour. So, <laughs> factoring that in... We know that it has taken them 16 days to walk from Chicago to the Kent Farm and then back to Toledo, which is what we can only assume based on the canon of the CW shows has happened. Ergo, but weren't they on a train at one point? Okay, they got off the train. You're right. They were on a train, but they said that they got kicked off the train like days ago. So... Maybe we could jave off a couple days there, but they definitely didn't get back on the train in between Kansas and Toledo. So it has been somewhere between, if you want to factor the train in, 
10 to 16 days, and that is how long I believe that Betty has been in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. There you go. Somewhere between two and, or one and two and a half weeks. So, look, math used by what the show has given us. I, you know what? I'm impressed. And honestly, that timeline kind of adds up with how long everything's taken with Betty, etc. And it makes Veronica look like such a trash friend. Right. It does. And for those of you wondering, at what point did we decide that Riverdale's in Chicago? I don't remember, but I have a little sticky I'm note. I'm pretty sure, like, the first episode. Probably somewhere around there. I have a little sticky note that says, Canon, Tent City is behind Fred Andrew's house, and they are in Chicago. That's what I wrote down. And I'm adding she does. to does. I can see the poster. <laughs> I'm adding to that list. It took 16 days. <laughs> to get to Toledo. <laughs> I can't wait to get this on a mug. Now, I know what you're also <laughs> thinking, but at the end of this episode, Jughead and his dad appear to drive back in a couple hours from Toledo to Chicago. Now, I could look that up, but I think I've made that trip before. I'm actually 100% sure I've made that trip before, and it takes, like, what I want, I'm gonna ask like four to five, maybe six hours. So doable. They yeah, could do it. Totally in the doable. Now I wasn't on a motorcycle at the time, but I feel like motorcycles can go faster. It's very possible. Well, it's so weird that I've driven from Chicago to Toledo. Why was I doing that? I don't know, but I know it happened in my life. I don't even know where Toledo is. Well, I, I went to somewhere near Toledo. It was about an hour away from Toledo, but close enough. I, we've been through this. It's in Ohio. Yeah, that doesn't help me. <laughs> Okay. Well, look at look at your American I'll, geography. Yeah, I'm going to pull out a globe after this uh-huh. because that's the only way I will consume geography. Um and I'll I'll figure it out. Yes. Well, geography talk uh has been really fun. I love geography corner. <laughs> so Archie and Jughead, they arrive at the Jones Yard, which based on the preview of where we see Jellybean, I thought was like an auto shop. But it appears to be more of a junkyard slash... It's a chop shop. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Veronica's like, Reggie, he walked all the way back to Riverdale from Canada. So yeah, I really appreciate that seems to be the narrative. What that people just part think that he walked of Canada? <laughs> the part that's closest to where they are. Well, probably. but there's no grizzly bears there. <laughs> so it still just doesn't make sense. We don't know where they are. I I really wish we could just get one interview where someone's like, this is where Riverdale is. I don't know if they know. Nobody knows. Um, And Reggie's like, Veronica, maybe he's not your Archie Kins anymore. Over the years, we have tried really hard to like Archie, but unfortunately, he's just... He's just kind of a grating character, doesn't have a great personality, and really just serves to kind of be the angsty teenager of our plot, which is amazing when you've got someone like Jughead there, but Archie tends to out-angst him. And this next clip here is of our discussion of Archie's latest ailment in teen angst. So, What is it with Archie and punching stuff? Um, you know, I think that he learned a lot from that guy who was in the jail with him. But he mm. punched stuff before. Remember when he punched through the ice to save Cheryl in season one? Oh, right. Maybe that's when it started. He's got a pattern of behavior. He he has a hankering for punching things now. He's a punchaholic. So. He just can't punch- live without punchahol. 
Hashtag punchaholic. <laughs> um, got some good ones this episode. This is how you got to spit them out halfway through. You can't wait till the end to remember all these. Well, you just got to you just gotta go with it. And some nights you're just funny. And for me, that's every night. But especially tonight. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. So on a lighter note, here is one of our favorite running gags where we mispronounce a particular word and this is going to be followed up by another clip of just discussing why some of the dads need some jobs nope um but then then reggie is like you left the speakeasy i just love that how he called it the speakeasy he did not say speakeasy what a dumb idiot speakeasy um and, uh, yeah, and so Archie, like, takes off his shirt, and you can see that he's got the scars, and I think that's supposed to be like, yeah, yeah, Reggie, like, stay away, because I can handle a bear scratch, so I can handle you. FP had a job. He was back in with the serpents. He was wearing his serpent's jacket. He was going to be protecting the spakeasy. But now, <laughs> but now, now I'm like... What the heck is Sheriff Keller supposed to do? This could have been his job. He's on board with FP. He's probably fine with the serpents at this point. They got bigger fish to fry, so he could have just hopped back on board. What, like, why? Why is, why is Hermione okay with FP? She, they seem to be in cahoots. Just be in cahoots with Sheriff Keller, too. So after about three months of recording Riverdale season three, when the show went on its winter hiatus, we brought in my good college friend, Hannah Elam, to go back and rewatch season one and really just fill the full Riverdale circuit of season one and season two, which is a project that we are still working on. We have gotten to season two, but we are still editing back episodes of that. Yes, I know. I know. It's just such a hilarious running gag about how late in the future I edit these Riverdale season one and two episodes. But here is one of our clips from season one, episode 12, where we do just a myriad of terrible impressions and have some funny quotes from the show. Is lying about something or hiding something. This was the second part that I thought there was pretty good acting, or at least reactionary, the facial expressions, because you could tell that Jughead is questioning what FP is telling him at the end of the scene. Yeah, definitely. You can tell that, and also I think the a- the acting from Skeet Ulrich is pretty good here with the, uh, you know, listen, boy, boy, <laughs> don't come back here. I think your FP impression is uh, just as bad as your Betty impression. Oh, come on. Sure. <laughs> no, I think it's a little better. Yeah, okay, thanks. Yeah, a little. Your face wasn't conveying that, but <laughs> it's I'll... not. The thing is, is that it's not hard to be better. <clears throat> <laughs> so then we talk a little Archie. bit about Joaquin calling, <laughs> Joaquin calling, being the one phone call, and everyone just thinks it's weird. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, Archie's like, oh, it's weird. And Veronica says, well, what does Betty think? Archie's, well, she thinks it's weird because <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> like, there's no logical reason for it to have been him. Yeah, I mean, do you ever see me with this hat off? That's weird. <laughs> I'm a weird kid. I'm just not wired that way. I'm not I think wired we're watching to be Riverdale too much that we're able to quote it this easily. <laughs> it's about the kids. <laughs> so. But those Andrews men, they try. <laughs> they do try. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so. And of course, like the Revenge podcast, we go off on tangents now and again. And here is one of my favorite ones I found where Kirsten goes off on a long rant about Sharpay Evans from High School Musical. 
when the season changes, everything goes back to the way it was. Like, I always felt like at the end of high school musicals, like, oh, you know, Sharpay's nice and everything's okay. And then we go back to the next one and, oh, look, she's a mean girl again. Oh, wow, this is so shocking. We're gonna Okay, also, I don't like... That's totally true, though. I don't like Sharpay being called a mean girl because she was actually a victim in the entire series and was not the the bad guy anyways. We have definitely had this conversation multiple times on this podcast. Well, I just, I can't handle when Sharpay gets called like a mean girl or bad. She's just trying her best. Well, that's what no, she's portrayed as, though. Yeah, because the like, heroes, quote-unquote, are two people who have no experience or training <laughs> who are like, oh, yeah, we could definitely do this. It's like if I suddenly tried to take over this podcast <laughs> and call, try and call Mary a bad guy for being well-researched and knowledgeable. Uh-huh. It's exactly like that. I am the Sharpay of this podcast, and <laughs> Hannah is the Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get some more hats. We're just bopping our way to the top over here. (laughs) In another one of my favorite random tangents, we have a clip from one of our more recent episodes, which was our season two, episode one recording, where Kirsten makes fun of my note taking during the episodes, and we discuss the history of mechanical pencils. Supposed to get out of this. Um, Who cares I'm sorry. about the He weight. told the sheriff that he was 5'10, 160 pounds, so I can only assume that that was important. I've been playing a lot of Nancy Drew, and so I take down notes on every little <laughs> number that comes up just in case. Hold on, hold on. When she said that, Mary held up a pencil and a notepad, which I can only assume <laughs> she uses any, to take her notepad. notes. <laughs> Not just any pencil, but a lime green mechanical pencil. And not just any notepad, but the tiniest memo pad of all time that can't possibly be useful for anything. Okay, it's seriously, look, I have multiple different phone numbers from the in-game Nancy Drew game in here. I have passwords. I have random letters that I can only assume I unscrambled to something. Down in the corner, I just wrote, real life is a soap opera. Now, Mary, I have a really important question for you. Um, What size of pencil lead do you use? with your mechanical pencil, 0. 0.5 or 0. 0.7? Oh, this is a 0. 0.7. Oh, gross. I know. I prefer 0. 0.5, but I get these from work, so. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Why do you have pencils where you work on software? What? I like to take notes. I have like 500 notes. Well, you yeah, know, everywhere me, I've so. ever worked, we always have like a thousand pens, but there's no pencils to be found. I don't know. We also have some pencils. Huh. Yeah, I take a lot of notes. Sticky notes, pencils, it's all very important in the coding process. Hannah is staring at me like that is not something she does in her coding process. No, no. not Well, there are certain things that you have to write out in order to visualize. We t- I typically use whiteboards or I don't have many pencils. I do use pens, which is unfortunate when you want to erase something, but I just get over it. Exactly. Pencils. Huh. I okay, let me just tell you. Side note for anyone who cares about my life as a child. It was it took a very long time, like probably my junior year of high school was when I started using mechanical pencils even though they came out when I was probably in second grade because I was very adamant about like no 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 no. It feels more comfortable and you can like write harder and be more firm when you're using an actual pencil like this one. So I had like a sharpener and a pencil and we used to do this thing where we would write on a Sharpie we would name all of our pencils up at the top and then I have a whole bag somewhere of like a hundred pencil like little pencil stubs that because we would use them until they get down to a little pencil name now Mary I just took one thing from that mechanical pencils certainly existed before you were in the second grade <laughs> okay I have no well that's like when I first noticed them when did I, okay we're looking this up I'm sorry hold on mechanical pencils 
Invention <laughs> date. Maybe they became popular popularized when you were in the second grade. Okay, why when searching this is it like when this the old first boat sank in nineteen seventeen ninety one and the first patent for a refillable pencil with a lead propelling mechanism was issued in eighteen twenty two and the first one with <laughs> right, a twisted when I was mechanism grade. was developed in eighteen ninety five. Okay, but like more importantly, are you also reading the same like when I search what date was this thing invented? I do not want to read an oral history that starts with when HMS Pandora sank in <laughs> 1791, which was founded in 1970. What? So no, because I googled mechanical pencil patent rather than a long uh, <laughs> sentence of when was this invented. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Um. <clears throat> you would think, as uh, software engineers, we'd be better at Googling. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I wrote a lot of papers, so I feel like I got good at searching for things. <laughs> no, I mean, I use Google on a daily basis to help me with my job, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. Still I mean, everybody yeah. does. Almost as much as I use mechanical pencils and a little tiny notepads. Um, <laughs> All right. And like I mentioned before, yes, I am well known for just leaving tons and tons of time in between when we record episodes of the Riverdale podcast and when I eventually get around to releasing them. And here are two back-to-back clips from season two, episode two, how Hannah and Kirsten make fun of how far in the future this is going to be released. And let me tell you, the date they guess is a little bit harder to swallow now that it is the year 2021. <laughs> I say let's give it to Aww. Sheriff Keller just because while they were both in it for approximately the same amount of the episode, Kevin got it last week. So let's give it to Sheriff Keller. Last and then Kevin week. can get it next week. Right. Last last episode, <laughs> Kevin got it. Anyway. Riverdale on there. That's a travesty. You know what? Once they listen to this episode of Kowski Cast, they'll correct that. All right. Awesome. <laughs> In 2023. All right. We have some new reviews, but I'm going to save those to read on our season four coverage. But I just want to shout out that if you left, left us a review recently, we will get to it just on the other podcast so that everyone can enjoy it in case you're caught up. I don't know why you're saying this because this is not going to come out before the season four episode comes out. <laughs> and if you <laughs> haven't left us a review yet, what the hell? It's 2021. It's time. Please. <laughs> Uh, you know what? You guys can talk, but it's only been like nine months. Try like an Andrews man. I mean, I'm just waiting for you to make me a shirt with a frocket that says that. I will. I'll do that soon. It's going to come out along with my shirt that says... In 2022. It's going to come out with my shirt that says, uh, catch me with that Sunday milk, which I'm also making. Okay, actually, I l- catch me with that Sunday milk. Would well, you like it's one? So it's going to say catch me with that Sunday milk, and on the back, it's going to say forget the mustard. It's karate time. So if you want, yes! to- oh my god, yes! I literally, I want that so. All badly. right, we. I will make. The, I'm literally. I am making those. I was gonna make them for the um, Atlanta Know It Alls, but then that didn't happen. Anyway, we are now at the portion where no one cares what we're talking about. I, I care. So, I'm so happy. The merch store will be opening soon because it's 2021 when you're listening to this. So just wait another year. It'll be here as soon as you know it. Right. I don't right. want to wait two years anyway. for this. All right, everyone. If you're cutting out now for the spoiler section thanks for listening we'll be back sometime with uh season two episode three until then See you in 2022 yeah until then you can follow me online at frail mary on every platform you can follow kirsten everywhere at kirsten said what we're both on tiktok now but let's face it tiktok is probably dead by the time you're hearing this hey or we're already viral tiktok sensation <laughs> one of the two
yep, that's a little harder to listen to now that it actually is 2021, and we have not released an episode of Riverdale since that recording. And like the Revenge podcast, of course, we have some just hilarious outros. These two were outros that were sent in by some of our fans on Twitter, and so this is the outro of Season 1, Episode 7, and Season 1, Episode 1, both of which had some pretty classic blooper-style outros from our Riverdale podcast. So everyone, make sure you're listening past the end of the credits, of course, always. Agreed. Sorry. Okay. Mary, what you typing? <laughs> Sorry, I have, I have stuff going on after this I need to plan. Um... <laughs> getting a skype call sorry I don't know. wow you have another podcast going on no <laughs> she double booked um, <laughs> no it's the thing um, i said i had until seven. <clears throat> oh yeah we gotta zoom no it's fine <laughs> anyway sorry okay so no i do want to zoom this though um zoom 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 make hot go boom wow this is really zooming guys okay anyway so <laughs> then veronica offers this is to the help. worst podcast ever yeah I'm really sorry to everybody. No, it's fine. We're I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna hide all the bad stuff. Thank you. So then Polly, nope. So then Betty tells Veronica. Is this where we stop now? It doesn't even make sense. If she came to him, why is she beckoning? You know, the millennials love incest. Next up for you, I have another clip talking about how I had moved, how I don't know when my birthday is, just a bunch of classic Kowski cast conversations. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the seventh episode of Riverdale Season 4, The Ice Storm. I'm Mary Kukowski, and I am joined, as always, by the not-a-cannibalist, Kirsten McInnes. How are you doing this evening? I'm feeling really good now that we've put that out there, that I'm definitely not a cannibal. I was really worried, you know, people would think I was one otherwise. Um, Just think, Mary, one year ago-ish, one season ago, we were talking about the episode of Riverdale that was put us into a nap that would make us a household name and this year this season what the hell did we just watch the ice storm of course the classic riverdale episode where a bunch of random stuff happens but not really anything also at the same time just one season ago veronica held an illegal casino night at her speakeasy and archie and jughead were on the run maybe they should have stayed on the run was that the episode where i opened it with the chant about the uh uh, about the Gargoyle King? I mean, probably. <laughs> Seems like something I would have it done. sounds like something you would do. <laughs> yeah. No chant tonight. Just just the episode. Although I do want to jump in here and just chat with everyone for a couple minutes because I feel like on this podcast, we don't really talk too much about our lives. We kind of just jump into the episodes. But maybe there's a few people out there who care. Probably not, but we're going to do it anyway because I feel like I need to give some excuses here. Okay. Some may be wondering. 
hey, didn't this episode come out last week? And to that, I will say, yes, it did. But <laughs> actually, two weeks ago, it came out. <laughs> well, that's what I, yeah, that's what I mean. But the thing is, here's the thing. It's a holiday over here in America. And I know that there are some Canadian listeners and some people from other countries. But um, I have been sick. I have been in the middle of a move. This is an auditory podcast. But if you saw the video, you would see that I'm sitting at a closet at my desk, which is the only thing set up at my house with a blanket over my head to try and prevent some of the echo. So if the sound quality is weird, I apologize. If my sound is also not up to par, that's because I'm sick. So just wanted to put that out there. I got sick and then proceeded to go on a 40 mile bike ride in the cold and the partial rain. So that made me more sick. Yay. Also, don't do that. If you're sick, rest. What the hell, Mary? Just take care of yourself. (laughs) You're the only thing keeping Kowski Cast going and you're just letting yourself go. Now, now let's be honest. The only thing keeping Kowski Cast going is Hannah when she's here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but she's not here today, which is probably why we're sitting here yeah, as we so are. So we can give life updates now. In your face, Hannah. We know you don't care. Yeah. Also, in addition to that, tomorrow's my birthday. So I also feel like I am due for some laziness because of that. So, hey. Also, do we want to guess how old I'm turning this year? I'm included in this guessing because I got it wrong last year. But I didn't know. Well, aren't you actually 25 this year? Yeah, I am. I'm actually... Actually, 25 yeah, this year. Because last so year I was like, really it's easy, Mary. You're 25. And you were like, ooh, remember when I told you I was 24? That was a lie. And uh, so now I know that you are two years younger than me. I apologize for that. But <laughs> I am here. I'm a quarter of a century in an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, I was, gonna say, I was like, it's not your birthday yet. I was like, soon, but not yet. Close. All right. Anyway, that's enough dilly-dallying. Let's get into the episode. Yes, let's. As we go through this podcast series, I want to make sure I make a point to reference all of the songs that we use and bits of music from our podcast. We try to use all music that has either been created specifically for us by some of our friends and other podcasters, or music from my brother Dave Kwiatkowski. So Dave makes electronic music, and I tend to just kind of willy-nilly mash up some of his songs and stick them all throughout the podcast. Dave made the intro to this Ski Lodge song, as well as the little clip that you are hearing back and forth introing all of these flashback sequences. But here is one of my favorites, which is the spoiler alert song that we use when we dump into the spoiler section of the season one and two podcasts for Riverdale. This song was a combination of some music of Dave's that I had used and a voice clip from Hannah in that first podcast, which I just mashed up into our spoiler song. Way to help us uh, find new listeners. I want to say viewers, but they can't see us. It's a podcast. <laughs> That uh, That's pretty much it until we go into spoilers. So if you want to get out now, now's your last chance. Get out. Get it in out. Leave. 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 Okay, that's going to be our transition. I'm so excited to hear that every single time. Um. Okay, so. Oh, no. 
So throughout 2020, when we didn't have a ton of Riverdale and things were slowing down with season four, we started doing something fun on the Riverdale recap, which is a series that we now call Spoilerdale. In this, we would bring on a better podcaster than ourselves, or at least someone who we found to be more interesting and more exciting, who had never seen Riverdale. We had them watch one random episode of our choice and then just spoiled them on everything Riverdale, answered all their questions, talked to them, and it was really a great experience. So I am going to now just play a little clip from each of our different special guests, including Puya Zambakili, who actually came on for a normal Riverdale recap for season four, episode 15. He had actually watched the show in full and was coming on for a normal recap, but I wanted to include him in this. And then after that, we have Josh Wiggler, Mike Bloom, Colin Stone, and Ali Lasher. We really appreciate all of the guests who came on and indulged us in this really just silly project of getting spoiled on a really, really absurd show like Riverdale. Bringing in the wonderful Puya Zanvakili. Puya, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I am very excited to finally be able to verbalize this show that I've not taken my eyes off from the beginning. Even though all signs said to stop, I kept going. And look at me now. I'm on a podcast talking about it. So today i've managed to convince this man to watch riverdale when he has so many better things to be doing so without further ado please josh wiggler how does it feel having uh, watched riverdale today i can't believe you outed my identity i was gonna be in black hood mode for the entirety of the podcast <laughs> like, i was gonna i was gonna like make you unbox the, the the wombats hat from the box and put it on and look in the mirror and then you would know you were just like me <laughs> Sorry, I, yes. I already used that joke in like the non-recorded preamble. So this is just to Mary and Kirsten to tell you I, I don't have much material. But no, this is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. I I can't believe this. This is, uh, you know, I, I don't know what I would have said if you had reached out to me at an earlier point in my life. I may have been like, Riverdale? Really? I don't know. But I'm kind of in like a, a YOLO do anything once mode right now. And now I think I'm going to, how many episodes of Riverdale are there? We're like getting into like the, the 60s. I guess I'm going to do Riverdale 60 times where I'm is where I'm trending right now. I'm very very high on Riverdale after this episode. We started a trend, I guess, of bringing in much better podcasters to come guest star and introducing them to the wild world of Riverdale. So today, along with Kirsten, we have Mike Bloom. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm happy to be here. I can't wait for the better podcaster to come in and join you guys. <laughs> wait, so am I in yet or no? Yeah, you're in. You can talk about okay. it. It was just crazy. It was a double introduction and I was Kirsten, like, Kirsten, you've been tapped. Oh, no. <laughs> Mike had a couple really great podcasters come on. We had Josh Wiggler and we had Puya Zambakili. And now we have Mike Bloom. And so Mike, on a scale of one to 10, how upset with us are you for us introducing Riverdale? Oh, it's got to be a one. Look, here's the thing. <laughs> if you were looking for someone who had never ex dipped their toes in the river of Riverdale whatsoever, but was so game for the insanity that it has to provide, you brought on the right person. I am someone who loves train wreck television and questionable in the time of a global pandemic, Colin Stone made time for us. Colin, how are you doing? 
<laughs> I'm doing very well, guys. You know, all things considered, uh, we are still in the midst of this whole pandemic situation at the time of this recording that hopefully will be cleared up relatively soon. But yeah, I am very happy to be here. I promise I would have been eager to do this podcast, even with the real world going and functioning as normal. Uh, I have watched exactly one episode of Riverdale now, and I have a ton of questions for you guys, so I'm very excited about this opportunity. Thank you very much for having me. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast for Season 4, Episode 7. I'm your host, Mary Kukowski, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Kirsten McInnes, and our guest, Allie Lasher. Allie Lasher, how are you? <laughs> oh, that was so lovely. I feel like I'm home. Um, I'm I'm great. I love the impression. Anytime we could bash on Brian when he's not here is my favorite time of the year. I'm it's I'm really excited to be here. And I was trying to think of names when you're talking like Riverfail. That doesn't really work. But I, I'm excited to be here because there's no the, the only my only familiarity with Riverdale was your guys's great appearance on Renap. And otherwise, I have no idea about Riverdale except for this episode that I watched and I hope to never watch it again. So hopefully you guys can answer all of my questions today. I'm really excited to get some answers. And if you found those episodes interesting, of course, we also did two bonus Dale episodes, one where I just went through and read every single Jughead voiceover I transcribed and then read all of them from the entire series up through season four. I'm not going to put a clip of that here because the entire thing is really just a clip show, but feel free to go listen to the Jughead voiceover episode if you're interested. We also did a fun show with Akiva Winokur, who had read Archie comics when he was younger and we watched this really ridiculous movie called To Riverdale and Back Again. So that was another fun guest that we had. Loved having everyone on over the past several years for Riverdale and I can't wait to continue into 2021 with more Spoiler Dale and Bonus Dale ahead. Okay, moving on throughout the Kowski Cast 100 journey, we come to December 30th, 2019, where my good friend Matt Ligori and I got together to break down the entire season eight of Survivor, Survivor All-Stars. We fangirled and fanboyed so hard over this season. We love Robin Amber, and while Survivor All-Stars is known as being a not necessarily top-tier Survivor season, it is a true favorite in our hearts. So here are some clips from survivor all stars the podcast and we're gonna start off with our really really wonderful theme song that will from america wrote for us oh it makes me so happy and makes me wish that we could somehow cover more survivor all stars Oh, just such a good time. So here's another clip from our Survivor All-Stars. This is from our second episode where we broke down some of the pre-merge episodes of season eight. And here's just both of us fangirling over Boston Rob Mariano. 
tries to go out and catch some fish. Sue is sort of being the provider of her own by bringing in these snails that I think they call eyeballs that they're eating, which look absolutely disgusting that are on these rocks. But hey, it's Survivor. Do what you gotta do. And uh, you get a clip of Boston Rob who says something that he says multiple times throughout the season, which is basically, Rupert can keep catching fish and feeding me until I determine that it's time for him to go. So Rob is not just being the narrator and, and being in a good spot in this tribe, but he feels pretty aware that he is uh, completely running things. Which here. is a fair assessment on his end. I mean, he's obviously being extremely cocky about it, which I don't remember if it was rubbing like people the wrong way that were watching. I mean, it wasn't rubbing me the wrong way because I was watching this from the perspective of loving everything that Rob and Amber were doing. So I was happy to see that he was, you know, doing so well and feeling so confident, especially knowing eventually that, you know, it was well-earned confidence. He was in a good spot the whole time and uh, all the way to the end. But yeah, uh, pretty cocky here from Rob early on. Yeah, I decide when people go. Great look for him. And to round out that series, here is another clip from our Survivor All-Stars episode three, where we talk about a lot of the merge section of the season and the post-merge. And we talk about how there was so much food in this season and eating. And that is not something pretty common for a show where people are starving on an island. So here is our discussion over just how much food was being consumed on this season. If, if there's any season of Survivor where somebody that's skeptical of the show would ever be able to point to and say they literally never stop eating, it's this one. They are just getting fed left and right. Challenge and, and merge feast and this and that. I can't remember a single episode of this bunch or, or like recently on this season where somebody wasn't eating something. Like a lot of food. I know that this season started out as being one of the more challenging seasons where they didn't give them food to start out with and they had to find their rice or find the, the keys to get their rice, etc. But, but you know, they still are given so much throughout here. So uh, I don't know. I mean, they, they get two packed lunches today alone. <laughs> they literally, yeah, they got snacks at the at this little feast here. And then, you know, later on, they're going to end up merging. Well, no, that's not this episode, but uh, yeah, you they're, they're going to end up, but they're going to end up uh, swapping tribes and getting food as a like, welcome to your new tribe. Yeah. So if you're a Survivor fan and you haven't gone back and listened to our recap of season eight, please do. It's a fun time and those episodes are still some of our most downloaded episodes of the podcast. It's just a quick four episode series we do. It's so much fun. So throughout the pandemic, I started a new hobby because of course I did, needed something else on my plate, of watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe MCU movies for the first time once I got Disney Plus. And in June of 2020, I roped in my good friend, Will from America, of course, to basically just let me talk at him for an hour or so about the first phase, phase one of the MCU. So we break down Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, The First Avenger, and Marvel's The Avengers in just a really fun podcast that is another one under this Ski Lodge title here, where I hope to put more podcasts in the future. So hopefully Mary See You will continue soon once I get back into watching the Marvel movies. I have kind of taken yet another break from that, but I'll be back. And if you enjoyed that, you'll enjoy the highlights I have of me watching those movies in the real time on Instagram. So feel free to check those out. But now I'm going to play a couple clips from the Mary See You Phase 1 episode with Will from America, including the music that I used to intro that, which is yet another Dave Kwiatkowski original. Thank you. 
Next up, we have the intro that we did to that Mary CU podcast where Will and I both made the same just fabulous joke. With a guest. So I'm here today joined by Will from Captain America. I was literally about to say, <laughs> don't you mean Will from Captain America? Got you there before you. So. Now, I really liked a lot of the Marvel movies. I haven't been a superhero fan my whole life. I really, besides watching Smallville, haven't seen a whole lot of superhero-related content. But I enjoyed the first several movies. Now, The Incredible Hulk, of course, is a movie, if you know anything about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that is not beloved by most of its fans. And I make an argument here about why The Incredible Hulk is just kind of crappy Captain America. The Super Soldier program. I guess okay. it just kind of went went way too over the top. Like, I think yeah. they were just trying to make another Captain America. Which is, is going to bug me because mm -hmm. um, Stanley Tucci, is that the one? Yes. Stanley Tucci in Captain America, when he is the, like, scientist dude who has created this Super so Soldier serum, and then he's going to die, and we're not going to be able to get this serum again, like, in, in the last, you know, 50 years or whatever. Yeah. No one else <laughs> has been able to replicate this. It seems a little ridiculous. Like, why did this just one dude magically come up with something and no, I don't know. I feel like we could have could have gotten closer than the Hulk, but I'll let it slide. It's fine. So he's a he's a beast on accident. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's whatever. And while I promise I really did enjoy a lot of those Marvel movies and I can't wait to get back into it, I have some pet peeves with them. There are certain things that just bugged me, whether it be the fact that superheroes can't get drunk or I don't understand why Thor is in love with Natalie Portman after one day. But my biggest one possibly has to do with how they don't understand the physics of destroying buildings. I, I like the movie a lot. We've already discussed where we both ranked it. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be very curious to see the other Captain America movies more so than some of these other ones. It, it uh, Another one of my big pet peeves, though, did happen in this movie. So this is something I've noticed in almost all of the Marvel movies so far. The Marvel movies do not understand how shattering glass works. <laughs> okay, go there on. There is a lot of shattering glass in all of these movies. There's lots of destruction that's happening, whatever. In Iron Man 2, there's a scene where they're at the like basically Disney Epcot World's Fair thing that's happening and they're in this domed building where the entire glass roof shatters and rains down upon all the people inside it and everyone's fine minor yeah. inconvenience in Captain America there's a scene where he is running and then somehow banks weird and like dives through a window into like a like a storefront window um and there's a bunch of shattering glass and then barefoot runs out on top of the shattering glass no no problem it's you know it doesn't even seem to hurt as much as Legos would Here's the thing, shattering glass can kill you. Like you, you can get cuts all in your face and glass and all over your exposed skin. And I feel like maybe they just don't want to show a lot of blood or something, but stop shattering the glass if you're not going to have it have an effect on people. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the real dilemma there is shattering glass looks really cool, uh, but you don't want to have to deal with the consequences of it. Okay, but it, it, it's making me think like, am I wrong? Is shattering glass really not that big of a problem? <laughs> no, you're, you're totally right. I feel like I'm right here. The shattering glass is, is a huge, huge issue so stop doing that okay let's talk about the avengers 
Back when Kowski Cast first started, I had an idea to do a podcast where I would reread the Twilight series with my childhood best friend, Rachel Stukenborg, who has also read the books but hates Twilight. And I love Twilight. And I mostly just got stuck on the name Twifight, and I thought it was a really great idea because of that name. And I drew a logo way back in 2018. And we recorded two episodes of Twifight, and it was not good. So we kind of shelved the idea for a long time. Rachel went to grad school. Man, what is with my podcast co-host needing to go to grad school? If Kirsten ever decides to go back for any other more higher education, then I am just going to be out of luck, really. But we did in August of 2020 actually circle back to this idea. And we have so far released almost the entire first book of the Twilight Saga, Twilight, and we are going to continue doing that. But I have some really great clips I want to show you, just a couple here. First, of course, is the amazing intro music that Will from America made. There's a trend here. Basically, all the intro music that Will makes is just top-notch. But here is the song for the Twilight podcast. I had given him a brief recommendation. I said, like, you know, I want it to be something that kind of starts off slow, and then, and then it builds, and it's just like, contrasting musical styles and it's fighting but also calm and this is what we got every morning when i wake up i ask myself if i'm team edward or team jacob but a part of me says that I mean, you really, you really can't do any better than that intro. It is, it, it should win awards. It really should. So there are so many funny parts of the Twilight podcast and a lot of inside jokes that we talk about and track on our website, whether it be the potato count or the civil war of characters that we have going against each other, myself and Rachel, the best quotes, the worst quotes, this trend where we are tracking this really, really small side character named Lauren and how much she seems to hate Bella, even though she's just not a part of the story. All of those are some great things that we like to track over on that podcast. But one of them that we have started more recently is discussing the vampire-human relationship base scale and how it's not just your typical for base relationship intimate moment scale. I don't know. It was very confusing. It sounded like a button-up shirt with no sleeves and you wore it unbuttoned. We were like, mm. I don't care how sexy you are. It's not a good look. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a good look, but, but now it makes sense. He needed to do that so that we could see a lot of sparkly skin. His final form. His final form. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so we get to oh that's right. So we're keeping a scale. Hold on, I need to write this down. What was base? What was first base? <laughs> it was, was it a cheek, cheek stroke. stroke? Right. Oh yeah, that was another. Thing oh, we we're introduced. about to get past a lot of. I noticed bases. Mm. <laughs> okay, so we're we're keeping track of yeah. the vampire human base scale because it has way more than four bases. So base one was a, a nice cheek stroke. Yes, mm -hmm. but it wasn't really a cheek. It was like from my chin to my ear is how they always describe it. Like, can't you just say, like, my cheek? I mean, I don't know, whatever. Cheek stroke. <laughs> it's definitely a cheek. Okay, and then, so now we've reached second base, which is that Bella gets to touch him on his arms. 
<laughs> oh, the arm touch? Yeah. Nice yeah, arm that touch. Checks out. That mm-hmm. checks out. I mean, didn't you guys say you had like 20 bases in high school? Yep. <laughs> we had a lot. <laughs> this seems pretty equivalent. I, ha- I still have it. I don't know if it's like in my bedside table or something, but I found it the other day. I was using it as a bookmark for- Twilight? One of No, it was for one of our, one of our really old, like my kindergarten yearbook is where I found oh, it. It was in there. Cute. I have no idea why it was in there. Anyway, there were a bunch on there, but it was always the kind of thing where it was like, I, it was like separate bases would be like you hold their hand they put their arm around you oh yeah <laughs> like do a hug <laughs> do a hug <laughs> do you guys do the hug last night do you half hug <laughs> yeah. do the hug oh my god yeah christian side hug or full hug Is there room for yeah. jesus <laughs> <laughs> room for jesus Now, we've talked so far about so many different podcast series we've had revenge riverdale survivor the MCU, and Twifight. But that, you know, I just need some more stuff on my plate, don't I? So we started this fall another series that was covering The Haunting of Hill House with my co-host from Riverdale season one and two, Hannah Elam. She had been begging me for a year to watch The Haunting of Hill House. She forced me to watch it on my 25th birthday, the first episode. And as the year rolled around, I thought, you know, I really did like that show, but I watched it through my fingertips with the sound turned way down. And unfortunately, we still have a few episodes of that to release. They have all been recorded for months and months. We finished up recording them all before November, but I have not gotten around to releasing them because we started sneaking up upon the 100th episode and I was like, oh no, I need to slow down. I I need to release the 100th episode, which yes, that's why there's been such a large break for the last month or so has been because I I wanted to do this justice and and it takes a long time to go back and listen through a hundred episodes and find some clips. So I'll try to plan better in the future. But here is the intro song that we use for The Haunting of Hill House, another David Kwiatkowski original. And following that, I have a clip from our fifth episode, The Bent Neck Lady, where we (laughs) talk about Shakespeare quotes in teen movies. We don't typically go super off topic on The Haunting of Hill House or our coverage of The Haunting of Blind Manor because we are trying to really just make them kind of snappy podcasts and and really talk about something that's a little more dark and gritty. So they're not typically the most lighthearted, but here is one of our more lighthearted moments. up uh, to ask him questions about what happened at Hill House on their last night. And he leaves with a police officer staying with the kids. We see him tapping on the pocket watch twice. And in the present time, we see that Nell currently still has this. It's unclear why she continues to tap it twice, but it seems like this is potentially an item that gives her comfort. And it has an inscription on it that says, Journeys end in lover's meeting. Happy 10th. Yours always live. Journeys end in lover's meeting. I don't know how I feel 
feel about that. I don't think anything relationship-wise should... Let's leave endings out of it. Just seems ominous. So it is a Shakespeare quote from Twelfth Night. Interesting. The meaning is that lovers are more like twin souls separated at birth and relentlessly seek their counterpart all their life. And when they meet, well, that's when their journey comes to an end. I wonder if they use that quote in She's the Man or not. They use a lot of of Twelfth Night quotes there. These are the questions we need answered in life. And that's it. That's the last of my clips. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and to Kowski Cast in general. It has meant the world to have all the fans that we have. And it has been just a really fun journey over the last almost four years now. And I can't wait to continue into 2021. Maybe we'll do a little bit more seamless of a clip show next year. Some other kind of fun end of 2021 show next time. But I really wanted to celebrate the first 100 episodes. It's meant a lot to me to have people listen and care about what I have to say, my thoughts on really silly and kind of pointless subjects. But, you know, that's why we're here. That's why we listen to podcasts for fun. So now you may be asking, what's next for Kowski Cast? Well, right after the release of this episode, you'll probably already see the Riverdale Season 5 preview show that I just recorded today with Kirsten in your feed. So that's coming up, and we're going to be back to weekly Riverdale episodes. We're going to be releasing more Twilight, of course, finish up The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor, and we definitely have a few other things up our sleeve. So thank you again so much for following Kowski Cast. Thank you for checking everything out. If you have listened all the way through this, but you have never left a review on iTunes or any other podcatcher, please do so. Please leave us a rating and write us a review. Please follow Kowski Cast on Twitter, or you can follow myself, Frail Mary, and you can check out all of our other great hosts and guest stars on our website, KowskiCast at KowskiCast.com. Thanks again, everyone, and here's to a next great 100 episodes. Bye.